All right, Tech Hockey Focus Quarantine Day, I Have No Idea, Episode 4. Uh, we're bringing it back home. We're doing an NBA episode this time. We know you guys really missed the season, and we know you guys are chomping to get out there, especially as the, the weather's been kind of nice recently. Uh, so we've got Pat Levesque. We've got my favorite player, John Scully. And we've got Savannah Necker, a.k.a. Nick Levesque, <laughs> all joining us today. We're going to talk a little shop. We're going to talk about the upcoming season. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun and kind of get everybody's mind off of, you know, being stir crazy and things like that. So, uh, Pat, I think you're probably the ranking member here. So what have, you been, what have you been up to? Are you hiding in the Quad Cities? What's getting you through? No, I mean, obviously, first of all, I want to say hi to everybody. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's been, you know, uh, been watching and listening to you guys, too, like uh, at least having you guys uh, on Facebook and your shows give us a little uh, excitement for the deck hockey season to start. But, uh, no, I want to tell, you know, all the ho hockey, deck hockey, deckhead family, NDA, that we're, uh, you know, we're all the – hopefully everybody's doing good and staying healthy and, uh, you know, and doing, you know, good in those crazy, uh, crazy times. But um, it's, it's hard. Obviously, we want to get back out there. Uh, obviously, on my side, I've been uh, isolated, uh, you know, since uh, probably like, you know, uh, probably a month now that I've been, you know, literally didn't leave the house. Uh, so I just got a, you know, a little baby. I had a baby. So uh, I got to be, you know, pretty precautious on that. So, so yeah, so not much, but uh, I think like uh, all the deck hockey players out there, I uh, can't wait to get going. Well, Patty, we'll cut straight to it. Uh, does he have any goals yet? <laughs> he's uh yeah i think you know he's got a couple he's got a couple as well i think he's gonna start uh in the two to five uh league this summer uh <laughs> two, weeks, two weeks to five years right yeah <laughs> uh, it's tough during the quarantine but uh uh let's let's kick it over to nick nick uh where are you at how you holding in there are you staying in shape what are you doing um, I just got back, uh, from the Danbury from the hockey season about now, probably a, a month ago, probably already. So I'm in do it right now. Uh, big scoop. I'm going to be officially, a um, member of the Iowa community. I bought a, going to move in Quad City full time now in June. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So I'm officially a, how you call it an Iowan or what, what would you say that? How do you call this? You're, you're still Hawkeye now. No, I'm you're still Hawkeye. I'm a Hawkeye now. <laughs> I'm excited. So that's coming up in June. So right now, uh, just, uh, there's not much going on right now. I see I'm trying to stay busy with, uh, with stuff we're trying to prepare. I mean, me, Scully, Pat, we talk on the phone every other day about plans for the coming seasons, ways to, to make whatever when we're, whenever we can start is going to be exciting. So we're we have a lot of different ideas and stuff like that that we're we're constantly talking about ideas. I mean, you guys know we're so much passionate about it. So that's all we talk about. It's nonstop deck. So we're just trying to figure out what to do to make this season exciting as soon as we get the green light to get going. But other than that, uh, I learned how to play some guitar as we were talking before the the show started. So I've been working my guitar and uh, in the driveway working some. Uh, some new stick handling moves so that's the cool part though you know you don't need a, a lot you have a stick and a ball and you can work on your your skills back home you know you don't need a deck necessarily to work on your skills so as as long as guys keep working hard back home as soon as the season starts we don't have any excuses to to be out of shape or not be ready to go 
Awesome, man. Well, new dangles coming this summer as well as a new album dropping. 2020, <laughs> everybody look out for it. Uh, possibly featuring on drums, John Scully, but uh, we'll take it over to the other side of the uh, other side of the Mississippi there, Scully in Illinois. What's going on, bud? How you holding up? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Definitely uh, itching to get back out there and uh, just trying to be as prepared as I can to uh, kind of kick the Glencoe League off whenever that may be. Scully, I, I don't know. It's probably my fault. I didn't tell you, but you wore the wrong hat today, bud. Uh, <laughs> I got I got the wrong, the wrong edition. Scully didn't make the two twenty eight. He made the team. team. <laughs> He's not part That's of it. Sixteen. Yeah. The hat never came in the mail. No, no. no you, you, you don't. Yeah, you gotta be part of the team to get it. <laughs> I got a sweatshirt, but not a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think. Yeah, before we kick this whole thing off, I think, Pat, we need to say congratulations to you and Sam. All Thanks right, guys. King Thanks. Got to keep growing the deck hockey family, you know. So, yeah. uh, no, it's going to be yeah, – I'm excited to bring him to deck and, you know, and just get, you know, get him involved in that world and uh, watch him some good deck, good uh, deck hockey games. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly Pat focused there. The kid's five minutes old and Pat's already, uh, you know, trying to, like, get him on get him on his deck and ready to go. But uh, congratulations to you and Pat – or, uh, Pat, you and Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's important to mention, too, just I think something that everybody's missing, you know, in every state, everywhere, including especially the Quad Cities, is that kind of family environment and, you know, you know, you love them or you hate them. You see the same people night in and night out. You're always at the deck and, you know, everybody's always hanging out. And even if they don't have games, I think that's something that we're all missing. And uh, I mean, just, you know, how, how are you guys getting through it as far as dealing with your hockey uh, situation? I know, Nick, I think I'd seen you guys doing a little NHL, uh, doing sort of a Danbury thing there. Are you guys playing some, some games, streaming them and stuff like that? I guess some fans of the league, they literally created the whole whole Federal Hockey League. So they made every single team, every single player with like, you know how they're, I'm not a big gamer, but you know how they have each player in the NHL has their ranking, whatever, and stats are all in there. And they literally created the whole, whole roster, a whole league, and they built the season. So from the point where the season got canceled, they created the whole calendar, including playoffs. So they basically finished off the season with some related games. So it's pretty entertaining to watch every Friday, Saturday night, the, all the team would, would tune in on Zoom and we would watch the simulated game together. We're just like chirping each other out like a buddy <laughs> miss a goal or whatever. You're like, come on, Shanksy, like we just put that one. So it's kind of cool to watch ourselves and our, our real commentator was commenting the simulated game on top of the, the game. So it, was, it made it even more funny to like we're watching ourselves, but we're like all the boys are on Zoom like this, like commenting and chirping each other. So it's kinda it was pretty it was pretty cool in there and the I think the semifinals were tonight, so it's it's entertaining. It was fun. Yeah, that was, that was a super super cool setup they did and stuff. Um, but it, it's pretty tough if you think about next season, like how you know their you know their first season uh, as a team and stuff, and they came literally from nothing and where they were at, finishing number one, and, and it, it's it's tough because they were like top contenders and having to end a season like that that you, you see like you have a legit chance of winning the cup is, is even harder than, you know, if you're, you're not, you're not contender, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that, that was a cool aspect that they did at least to, 
to create a little fun, you know, for, for the guys and for the fans. Well, that, that was actually kind of going to be going to be my question was how does it like, what does it feel like just having it in so abruptly? Cause you guys are rock and rolling. Like you and Johnny Ruiz out there in Danbury and uh, going, uh, you guys won last year at Waterbury. Like, like how does it feel just to have everything cut off? That's, it was tough. I mean, like I said, like two years ago, me and Scully, when me and Scully played together, we won the cup together in Wartown. It was, it was unreal. And then last year, obviously everybody knows that I didn't get to play last year with the injuries. Scully played for Quad City. And then this year I thought it was like, man, I could go two and two and, uh, our team, I think we had everything it took to win. We had an amazing, talented team. But we had also, for me, what the most important part is the, the team chemistry always. And our team was just a family. Scully came in a weekend with us in Carolina. We played in Bloomington. A lot of the Quad City, mm. Quad City people came to see. It was awesome. And we yeah, did, a lot of good support. We got, we got Scully down for that weekend. So it was just awesome. And we beat. It was the Carolina Thunderbirds, who were the defending champs from last year. And I think they had lost one game prior to that weekend in Bloomington. And we won both games. I think it was Scully 3-0 and 4-1. 4-1, yeah. Blew them out and stuff. And then just from then, our season just nonstop winning. I think we beat a – I mean, Danbury hockey is something that's very old. And you guys probably know about the, the trashers and all that, those crazy stories there. But we beat a record for the most consecutive wins in all pro hockey history in Danbury with uh, 12 wins in a row. I mean, we were just killing it, beating records, and especially like, like Pat was saying, as an as a expansion team, a brand new team starting from scratch. It was, it was something very special going on there. So it was, it was very hard when we found out the news that the, the season was canceled. So it was tough on the boys. Well, we want to keep it bright. We want to keep it light for everybody here. Um, and I was thinking we could do Obviously, we're going to get to the upcoming season. We're going to talk about, you know, things that are yet to be uh, determined and how it's going to work with seasons logistically and stuff. But what I wanted to dial into and just kind of hear from your guys' perspective is not only Nick and Scully, how you guys kind of met up with each other. I know you guys played previously together, uh, but then how Scully became a part of the organization and then Pat, how you kind of incorporated him into the NBA and sort of the expansion of all of that stuff and how you guys, I mean, you guys are a tight knit group. We've seen it with, yeah. you know, the deckheads and all that stuff. So uh, I, I don't know who's best to start with on well, that. You guys are that's a, a cool, group. that's a cool story actually. And, and it, it started uh, obviously a couple of years ago and, and Nick was playing and I, I mean, Nick could tell the story too in Scully, but I remember cause Nick was like, we were building our, we were in the season here in the quad city and stuff and Mom, we're building a team to go to the first one we were building a team to go to louisiana yeah. and then nick is like hey i got this guy i'm gonna add i'm like no you're not it's, i'm gonna add scully i'm like no like i i like i'm not sure he's gonna be good enough like who's this guy like i play with him right pro i'm like eh. you know i'm like i don't like new guys when i've never seen them play yet so nick is like no it's good we'll, we'll give him a shot give him a shot so i'm like all right it's fine. We'll, we'll give this guy a shot like you know, I wasn't too like, uh, but long story short, obviously we go to Louisiana and then just Scully, just, uh, you know, as you know, Mark, you were part of the team. Uh, we just, you know, played Unreal as a team, had a blast. And I think, you know, just create, he created a passion. And then we obviously, we came really, you know, close, close buddies. And, you know, he, uh, Scully, you know, built that passion for that hockey. 
uh, with the other, you know, the, you know, and, and came to our tournament here and just kept wanted to keep playing. And then uh, after that, I'll, keep, I'll let Scully finish it up too. But that's how kind of like the funny story that started from, you know, a team, a little tournament from a, a no-name, kind of like a player I didn't know. And then he created a name and then uh, the, the rest is a uh, – is a uh, history, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just I remember when I first uh, played with Nick. Um, there was our rookie year, and, and Pat ended up playing a couple of games with us. So I, Pat would would was playing these couple of games, and he would just be talking about deck hockey all the time. You could just tell how <laughs> passionate he was. He's like, "Any hey, you guys ever played deck hockey before? Like, it's the greatest sport in the world. It's so great." He's like, "You know, I, I was done playing ice hockey, and now deck hockey is like, it, it's just taking over my life. I'm so passionate about it." And so I was kind of like who is this guy and what is deck hockey? And so um, Nick ended up calling me uh, the next, the next year after the season was over and said that they were putting a team together to go down to Louisiana. He's like, Hey, do you want to come play deck hockey? And so I had kind of heard about it from Pat and Nick. And this was a chance to go, go for a weekend, play some deck hockey and hang out with these guys. So I was like, I really don't know anything about it for the most part, but let's give it a shot. And it ended up being just an absolute riot. The, the tournament was great. And, they ended up getting me a game in on uh, Thursday night. I subbed in. It was my first duck hockey game, and pretty much right from the start, just fell in love with it. And you know, it's kind of. Think you were uh, your line there. was Jim Maki. You were in line with, uh, with Maki, right? Yeah, yeah. Mock well, was that's... my my original line mate in uh, in Louisiana. We we did pretty pretty so, well. Had had a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot that weekend. I had my moments, but that's not even where I was going with this. I was going to say is like to Nick here. I mean, what is it about Scully versus all of the other players? And we've seen you now kind of bring in Ruiz in, but what is it that Scully or Ruiz jumps off the page to where you're like, we need to bring this guy and get him in a part of the system? Because obviously your recruiting is, you know, A1+. plus. I think it's the <laughs> style of play. Like, to me, I, I think it's always funny when people say, like, oh, that, like, I'm great at ice hockey, but I, I can't play deck. It's, it's the weight of the ball. Like, it's just – to me, it's just funny excuses when I hear that because – if you have skills on the ice, your skills are going to translate on the, yeah. on the deck. Like, if you have a good shot on the ice, you're going to have a good shot on the deck. Like, if, Ruiz, he has a – he had an unreal – I remember him the first time I saw him was in Quad City in the national tournament when he played for the gods. And to me, Ruiz's biggest strength was his shot. That I mean, he was a good all-around player, but what stood out was his shot. And this year, for the first time, I saw him skate. And even more about that, um, I'm, I brought Ruiz, right? We were talking all summer – and he was in Fayetteville, and he called me. He got released from Fayetteville. So I ended up getting him to Danbury, and I had never seen him skate. And our head coach in Danbury was like, you know this guy, whatever. I'm like, to be honest with you, I've only seen him play deck. But from, from my experience of deck to ice, I, I have a feeling he's going to be good. He's going to translate well to the game of ice. And it's the same way both, both sides. You know, Scully had only seen him play him ice. I knew he would be good on deck just because of the style of play. But like, like I said, Ruiz, his strength on deck is his shot. Well, on the ice is the same thing. He's, just, he's a sniper, right? So I think it, it translates one way or the other. And with Scully, it's just his style of play. I'm sure you guys saw him play ice hockey last year with the Storm. He's, just a, he's a strong two-way player. He's not, he's not necessarily going to be the flashiest guy to stick handle around guys, but he just does every little detail right. He's always on his guy. He'll finish his hits. He plays physical doesn't make risky plays, puts pucks to the net. He's a great team guy, defense, offense, you know, whatever role you need him to do, he's going to do it. So I just had a good feeling he would translate well to the game of 
to the sport of deck hockey, and obviously it turned out to be a great deck hockey player. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously on top of that, we were, we were close. And like I said before, I think for me, it's always the team players is the number one thing. If you're not a team player, you're never going to fit in the system. You're never going to be a good player on a team. So Scully, like I said, he was a two-way guy, great team player. So that's what the, the main, main reason why I said let's bring Scully in, just being a good human being, good, good teammate. That's the number one thing. Well, and then kind of transitioning that from, uh, I guess, that recruitment process, and we've seen you guys bringing guys uh, in and out of, of the deckheads uh, as far as the summer tournament is concerned, and we've seen you guys travel as well. Um, but kind of, kind of speak to building a team like that and, you know, taking them, whether it be to the Burroughs Cup or to continued success, uh, you know, in high performance here in the Quad Cities at the, at the national tournament and stuff. What's it like, you know, orchestrating that team and putting all the pieces of the puzzle together because we've seen guys not only from you know Chicago and the East Coast and Waterloo and then you know you guys have sort of a, a mix and a match of everybody and how do you guys make it work? I mean it's it's there's so much I would you know one thing I would say there's so much down that it's super tough to decide who's going to be a 10 guy roster I mean there's literally from you know, like the Waterloo and Springfield and, and the Quad Cities and, and now Glencoe and so much talent to pick from that it, it's really hard to decide. But um, obviously, like Nick said, you, you need to have the right chemistry. You need to have the right group of guys that, you know, gel together and the lines and righties and lefties, uh, you know, the right balance of everything. Uh, and guys, I want to do like roles, right? Obviously, you know, everybody's got different roles. So, you got to, you know, know what your role is and stuff. And, and um, you know, like like a guy like, you know, Charlie's out there. He knows his role. Hey, I'm a PK guy. I block every shot. He's a beast out there. You know, and another guy, his role is more, hey, I got to go score. I got to, you know, produce more offensively. Um, so I think uh, in those – in every team, and, I, you know, it's not you know, only in the elite teams. You see that in every level from, you know, the, the women's league to the, you know, the five, whatever level, the teams that end up winning, you know, you can win all, you know, a couple of games here and there, be top in the season. But look at the teams that win the cup. They're going to be the teams that actually have a legit system down. And kind of like, okay, like I'm playing this team. I got to be on, okay, Mock is a good shot. I got to be on him, give him less time and space. This guy is good in the corner, you know, leave, you know. So you got to adjust to teams. And you, you kind of see that the smart teams like – um, getting out there and winning more games in the long run. Um, but so it, it comes to any level. But obviously, um, when you, you build a national team, a World Cup team, it's just it, there's so much talent that you got to make sure that, uh, like, the third line is super talented, but they're, they're not there probably to score as much. So they got to make sure they understand that. So, yeah, just think about, like, yeah, getting that right chemistry and, and the right guys that gel and understand their role, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Patty, you're talking about um, kind of the national team and what people kind of need to do. And you're talking about like Charlie Gerace and knowing your role and doing your job, you know, which he's a hell of a player and he does it more than he does it better than anybody else. But what do you what do you need to say or what do you want to say to those players that are aspiring to be in that role? I, I think, you know what, um, like, you know, I mean, if you come back to what Nick said earlier on right now, right, there's two type of players right now. 
there's, you know, obviously we're, we're all in the same crisis right now. We're, we all want to play. We're, we all hate right, right now. It's not fun, right? We want to get out and, and, and play some deck hockey. But what can we do? So the players that will improve and, and, and get ready for when we're going to start in mid-May or, or June are the ones that have a stick in the ball in their basement and in their apartment and, the, you know, the street, you know, stick handling, trying to make some, some dangles, some moves. And, you know, even going on YouTube, listening to your, you know, your, you know, deck focus and knowledge of the game, listening to some old videos of, of deck hockey games, you know, whatever you do to improve your skills and your knowledge of the game um, is what going to bring to the next level, right? I don't care who you are, if you're, you, you, you're, you know, you finish the top score in D1 or, or D5 or the last player or you're the worst player, there's a way to improve. Um, and it's not where you're at right now. It's where you're going to, you know, be at the end of the season. Um, when come playoffs time, when comes tryouts time for the national. Um, but it's just about playing right now. I Usually I say let's play as many games as you can this season. Right now it's like just stick out as much as you can. So when we start, you're ready. Um, and uh, get the knowledge, too. I think you see, like, the difference a lot. Sometimes not only the, the skills, but the knowledge of the game, right? Like knowing the game, like that's one thing. Like, I'll, you know, Nick is, you know, why he, you know, like look at our, our junior team, like how amazing they did and stuff. He, you know, he, he has such a good knowledge of the game, how to play a PK perfectly, a power play, you know, the three on three. How everything is literally, you should know the knowledge of every part of the game if you want to be really a top, top player, right? In whatever level you're at, right? Um, you know, we're talking about national, yes, but if you want to win a women's cup, you know, D5 cup, whatever it is, a national, uh, uh, you know, tournament, you just got to know, improve your skills as much as you can, which is like playing the game. Right now we can, so it's playing with the ball and stick handling, watching videos, listening to deck focus, because just listening to you guys too, you get knowledge of the game. Like it's, you know, people might say, oh, you don't, yeah, if you listen to you guys, you'll you'll get little tips here and there about oh that was smart yeah let's do that you know so um so yeah and, and it comes with passion right if you you know obviously like nick was saying even if we're not playing deck right now literally like like scully nick and i are literally talking hours of deck a day like it's like that's the only thing we do so we're, we're you know so we're, we're, we're keeping our our knowledge there and stuff and, and obviously we're passionate so we just want to get ready uh but yeah so um so yeah no, I think it's it's exactly what Nick was saying is it's, I mean, you're saying team chemistry, which obviously bleeds into every single level of the game, whether you're a beginner and you're playing with friends, but, you know, you're somebody who's, you know, maybe we were on the same soccer team or the same basketball team and we know how, you know, we operate in space or you're two guys who played ice together at a professional level and, you know, you guys understand how to work amongst each other and that can elevate maybe what is a good player into a great player. Um, but you, you spoke a little bit about, uh, you know, some of you guys' past wins and past tournaments and stuff. Uh, and I was hoping you guys could share a little bit of what's behind the scenes with uh, not only the deckheads when it comes to the summer tournaments and some of the things that we've seen there, but also maybe Team USA three on three. So I'll, I'll kind of let you guys spin it from there because I know you guys all have uh, lots of experience that way. So. Uh, maybe Nick, you haven't spoken in a while, so let, let's hear what you have to say. Tell us about the decades and Team USA and stuff like that. To finish, it's it's it's. I feel like it's all the same thing, but to finish to wrap up, kind of Shaq's question about how 
how we pick national teams and stuff like that for people aspiring to be to go at that level, whether it's men's, juniors, whatever, U16, U18. Obviously, we're hoping for a master's, maybe a women's team in the future. But whatever level it might be, it's we're not necessarily going to – people think it's all about stats and make sure they have the points all that. But, like, we had a training camp, and Scully was one of the coaches. Obviously, Pat and me were there, and a lot of other guys were there. And the, every night we'd have a, a dinner with the team, talk about players. And we're not necessarily talking about who's the best guy out there. It's we were teaching systems and ways to play the – the game the right way who can do those things who can learn those quicks and adapt quickly right because you're in a tournament it's it's a five-day thing you you don't have time to go home and do all this stuff you need to be able to be a player that watches something and adapts quickly right so that was the number one thing we were watching even though a guy would go out and score three goals a game if he's not playing the right way you're not necessarily going to make the team right we're watching those little details and kind of like I was talking about about Scully White's those little details that play the game the right way and no matter if you put points or not we're going to see those little details in, in the long run that that's what we're looking for I would like Pat said we're not looking for nine guys to put up 30 three goals a game right we're looking for guys that are going to match you don't need all goal scorers you need guys that will accept a role play within a role be a good teammate and that's the number one thing and like when we build our decade team or the, when we build the team USA we're going to be like all right well we already have Pat. Pat's a skilled, he's lefty. We go up as much as to analyze, well, we have already three lefties. This guy's very good, but he's another lefty. We need a righty for this situation, right? So there's a lot that goes to it, a lot of little details, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's play the game the right way, be a good teammate, make the little things right, and your game's going to improve in, in the long run, you know? But yeah, a lot goes into making it. Just a, like a, a small detail, like I think for anybody listening, any power play out there, you should always like have, you know, a righty, you know, for the one timer. So you got your top guy, you know, whatever side, and then you should have, you know, on your, your right side, you know, a lefty on your, you know, your, your left side, um, a righty. Um, so then you can always have the one timer, you know, position. So that's little details too that you'll, you'll, you'll see teams not doing it. And then it, it, it might not affect them all the time, but you'll see like one time the guy I had on the tape and he's not on the right, the right side, so he couldn't shoot you know, right away. So the goalie had time to come and, and make a save. So, but, um, you know, like a small touch on the power play like that, that's, it makes a huge difference, you know. Um, but, yeah, small details uh-huh. like, you know, can, can be the difference between, you know, as a team if you win or lose and as a player how good you know and that's the knowledge of the game how you understand the game, right? So. Yeah, well, I'll kick this over to Scully to round it out, but I'm just, I just kind of want to clarify or like, just repeat my understanding. What we're hearing is that, that if you want to be competitive or you want to be at that next level, whatever level that is, if that's USA, or that's D5 to D3 or D3 to D2 or D2 to D1, it's like, understand the game, understand your role. And then how do you build from that? So Scully, kind of with your experience, how do you teach that and what's your advice? I, I mean, I just kind of with, with processing the whole game and, and having a, a passion for it, you know, there's, there's certain things that <coughs> you can do even if you don't have all the skill in the world and, you know, you want to you be the best player you can. And uh, I think that's, you know, just the, the passion for it, um, you know, is one of those driving factors. And, you can tell with how Pat and, and Nick go about their business and, you know, playing deck hockey, wh- whether it's 
you know, just in a, a tournament or a season long, like they do their homework. And I, rem I remember we'd be at Pat's house after one of the national tournament games and we'd be sitting there and we'd rewatch the game five times, just, you know, certain little plays and what, what pass was made here that, you know, could be adjusted or even just anything up to line matching. So, you know, I just like to, to put it out there that, that Pat and Nick really do their homework. I mean, they, they look at everything from stats, the way that a, a guy, you know, positions himself on, on special teams, things like that. So it's just, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see the passion that they have for the game and, and how much work they put into playing, building a team, anything like that. So definitely, uh, definitely cool to see what they've done with the game and that passion certainly rubbed off on me. Right. Well, that's, that's the best and worst answer I've ever heard. Um, it's a typical hopping answer, but uh, one of the questions like we want to talk about now is like, we're all with the exception of Scully, we're all within like five miles of each other. Right. So what the hell are we going to do next month? So obviously we're, we're, we're all in, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, and I was talking to, to Nick and Scully and I'm like, we're, we're like in the movie right now. This is like never seen and hopefully it'll be, you know, last time in our lifetime we see that. It, it, it's, you know, so um, really we're, we are hoping, I see we're still, you know, the on our side, the Iowa side, government will make another announcement April 30. Uh, RC, we're thinking always are the security of our players and stuff. So, um, so the next, the next, uh, like I said, April 30 is when she's going to announce again what's going to be the future for, you know, for, for us. So we, we, we are hoping crossing our fingers that mid May, early June will be a time, but that's just like what we're, what we hear from the city and stuff. And, and uh, you know, from the inside uh, it could change, but we're um, again, and we're right now we're, we're, we're playing, we're going to have some, some fun, obviously, no matter what happens, players, we're going to have an amazing season. We're going to mix it up a little bit um from the past because we're already we have a you know a couple months delayed but it, no matter if you start mid-may we start june 1st or you know mid-june um you know we're gonna have something really cool for you guys uh nice uh it's gonna be a little different challenges and season type of deal for certain levels um but so so we're excited so again uh you know stay positive you know work your skills and stuff in the driveway uh, and then uh, hopefully uh, we'll get more news, more official news, uh, you know, like May 1st, once the, uh, the governor announces, like, again, what's going to, you know, go on, uh, what's going to happen. So, so, yeah. I think you actually announce, uh, you can't talk about what you want to say. It's going to be, it's going to be one season, right? You want to kind of talk about it a little bit or that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, go ahead. It'll be fun. Go ahead, Nick. Announce a little yeah, bit the so, new challenges, and so, we'll, uh, it'll be fun. Obviously, like Pat said, um, like nobody knows. Like we, we wish we had specific answers saying, yeah, we're going to start this day, but unfortunately, we, we're on this together. Like Pat said, we, we have no idea when we're going to be able to start. Uh, and again, we're not going to rush things. We're going to start before it's safe, but as soon as the state says, hey, it's safe to go out there for everybody, then we're going to be ready on our side. Like I said, we have we have different scenarios for whenever we start. So de depending on the day we start, there's going to be a different scenario, right? But it's going to be one season for sure. So obviously we're planning on a longer season, which is going to be very, I think it's going to be exciting for the, uh, for the teams that have a lot of the divisions, which are a lot of teams. So in the past, you know, with the 12 
game season, there was divisions with 15 teams, some division with 20 teams. So you didn't even get to play every team once. So now with this lot more games in the season, those divisions are going to be able to play against every team within their divisions. And we're going to make a bigger playoffs. So it's going to be a little more exciting in that way. Cause obviously what do we prefer? It's, it's playoffs, right? That's what we play for. So the season is going to be longer, but it's going to have a bigger meaning because the playoffs are going to be a little more. Yeah. Right. And then for the, the divisions with less teams, say D1, D2, where we have four or five teams, we have, uh, I don't want to say too much, but we have a lot of, a lot of things in mind. Uh, one of the things, just a little scoop, is going to be a mid-season kind of challenge tournament, and there's going to be more involved. And obviously more details to come, but we're just uh, ensuring you guys that we have a lot of ideas. And like we said, yeah. we're every day we're brainstorming. We do not know a date, but we do know what's going to happen based on the day that we get to start. So the only thing we can control is when it starts, how exciting the season's going to be, and it'll be fun regardless when we're yeah. So Yeah, well said. Yeah, trust us. It's going to be, once we get going, it's going to be unreal. Uh, it's going to be a little different and, and different challenges and different ways. I think, you know, the levels, like Nick was saying, that are above 10 teams, they'll, you know, they'll play, you know, everybody at least once, maybe a couple of teams. So create that rivalry a little bit more. Uh, even um, learn, you know, they, they're going to be able by playoffs to have seen every team play against every team. So adjust for playoffs, how to win against, you know, certain teams. So, um, so yeah, it'll be a cool, uh, cool new challenge, you know, I think. And uh, so I'm excited to, uh, again, to get going and see, uh, uh, you know, how the teams do and uh, with that new, new uh, type of one season deal. So, yeah. Well, and that's, that's the most important thing I think that everybody wants to hear is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We don't ex exactly know how far away it is or yeah. what's to be expected, but for every scenario that could present itself, there's a plan in place. So we'll let you know which one kind of ends up playing out, but there will be deck hockey. We'll get you guys your fix. We know you little rink rats want to get out there just as yeah. bad as I do, just as bad as Pat and Nick and Shaq and Scully and everybody wants to get out there. Uh, so we'll get out there. Um, but what I want to talk about now is sort of the, so we actually, we see a lot of guys from the East coast. Uh, we've covered a lot of five on five and I want them to kind of hear the story of quad city deck hockey and how it started from almost nothing. Uh, the equipment was not so great. I myself thought, you know, ball hockey, what is all of this? And now, I mean, it's Team USA, it's a national tournament. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a freight train here. And what does it take maybe from Pat's perspective uh, and then obviously incorporating the rest of you guys because I know he couldn't do it without you, but what does it take to go from just kind of an idea on paper all the way to where we are today in Iowa, where it's maybe not, you know, Montreal, it's not the East Coast where people think it's a hockey hotbed, you know, stereotypical. How, how, on earth, how on earth did you do it? Well, I'll tell you, it's passion. I mean, uh, you know, you can, it, it's funny. Like when I, I, I got here, well, I started playing back home, right? And fell in love with the sport. So, um, and then I was playing here for the Mallards and there was nothing like it here. So I'm like, you know what? I need to get that going. This is too cool. And it really became, it was, I was still playing pro, but that was becoming my, became my number one passion. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I met with the city, 
a vendor showing the project and, and uh, Decker playing right away. Loved the idea. And uh, to be honest, everybody thought I was kind of a little crazy. I'm like, like, it's not going to work. We're not a hockey town here. Like nobody's going to, you know, we're like barely people playing hockey. We're in Iowa. What do you, you know, don't do it. So I'm like, you know what? It's a passion. Um, I went ahead and, and, and uh, you know, build the first swing uh, with uh, on, uh, you know, it was an old basketball court. And honestly, we were thinking to build only one rink in the Quad City and then kind of like, you know, potentially, you know, go to Chicago, like, you know, where it's, it's bigger. And uh, as you can tell here, after just one summer, you know, went crazy, you know, blew up, people loved it, kids, adults. Um, but it really started from a passion. Um, and then, and then exactly what happened here is a couple, you know, we started the first year with 15 adult teams. You know, I remember I was in, in, I was, I went to, you know, the ranks and stuff, my ball, my stick guys were like, what is that? You know, I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not playing deck hockey. It's not for deck hockey. It's not for real hockey players. And I'm like, I'm like, try it. You know, you'll, you'll love it once you get going. And, and, and then, um, you know, we started with, you know, like just 15 teams about 70 kids, and then uh, after that, you know, those 15 teams fell in love with the sport, all became passionate, and then the same people that I went to see, like, that were, you know, we have it all, a lot of non-hockey guys, we have hockey guys, but the guys that I went to see, like, like a Perry Jacobs was like, you're crazy, I'm not playing, I'm never running, I'm not playing for, um, you know, you know, I'm an ice hockey player, and um, he said no, and, and he literally, every time I see Perry, he's like, Pat, I should have listened to you literally the day one you came to recruit me because I am in love with the sport. Dude, like, I mean, obviously this guy plays on multiple teams, made the World Cup team. Obviously, uh, everybody knows him in the league. Like, how, you know, he's an amazing player, an amazing demon, unreal shot. But it, it, it's cool because you, you know, like I said, it, 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 I came here with a passion. And then it's cool to see all you guys living the same passion and and guys that when I came fought, I was like, hey, well, I, I'm not going to do that. And then this sport is so fun that they jump on it and then they go crazy and love it. Uh, you know, like I said, a Perry, even like other guys like Carol Plouffe and, and other guys that, that I, I remember early on, they were like, eh, it's not for me, this thing. And now, you know, that's what they do, right? So it's part of their, their, their life and stuff and they're part of their passion. Um, and then, you know, obviously every year we grew, we added first uh, couple seasons, we had the Iowa games, which I remember mock, we, we, we were in the same team, the United team, right? Remember? Um, and then, uh, that, that was pretty cool shirts. Um, uh, and then, you know, went to a national tournament and how amazing it is. It's cool that quad C, no matter how you know big we get, right. We're, we're in, in Waterloo, we're in Springfield, we're expanding different areas. Um, in the near future, but Quatsi is always the baby. It's always going to be the one hosting the huge national tournament. So it, it's pretty cool for our area here. Um, we have you know teams like traveling from Canada, from all over the United States to Quad City for events, competing against our local guys. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I again coming back from a question, it came from a passion, and now it's fun to see everybody enjoying the same thing and not only adults like we have it starts at two years old it's not only the guys it's the women's i mean really the whole family can enjoy it's it's a family entertainment you go up at night you watch games you hang out 
some people drink beer, kids, you know, share around weekends, it's the kids. And so everybody, it's a way for all of us to stay young, compete at our own, at our own level, right? No matter if you're an elite player, play pro before, or you never hold a stick in your life, there's a level for you uh, to enjoy, stay healthy and, uh, you know, have a blast doing it. Um, but it, it's, I think the one of the coolest stories though, is like a story like Perry, like those guys that I remember in 2012, I was going in the locker rooms at the I Wireless and, and River Edge, and they literally was like, get out of here. We're not doing that. We're hockey players. I'm like, trust me. I was one of them, man. I, I yeah, was one I'm of them. Like, trust me, guys. I played Talking tennis in the pro. shower. <laughs> and I played tennis or pro hockey, and this is legit. And they're like, no, no, we, I, we still, we don't trust you. But then, again, I mean, it, it's amazing seeing stories. Uh, and, and it happens to everyone. Oscar, we were playing freaking pro ice hockey, and I, I keep talking about deck hockey, deck, deck hockey, <laughs> deck hockey, deck hockey. It's so like, what are these two brothers like? <laughs> well, you guys hyped it up so much, I had to at least check it out, and here we are. It, 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 no, it's amazing, you know. If you if you think about it, look at you guys, deck focus. It's just like. Dude, and then you guys are known everywhere. Like, you know, like you, you guys call a guy in Tampa Bay, a guy, I mean, it's, 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 and it's just starting. Like we're, we're literally, we're still a baby. We're still a young, right. Super young sport that keeps growing. Uh, we have, you know, obviously new location, like I said, but, um, but you know, look at you guys, your, you know, your podcast is growing and people, you know, from everywhere, you know, on your, uh, you know, join your show. So it, it's been amazing and stuff. And, and, and to be to live with all you guys and, and live the passion with with everyone right and and we're like a deck we're like a, again a big family we, we were rivalries on the deck right we play against each other if you know we hate each other but out there it's like after it's like dude this is amazing and we're enjoying a, pa a passion all together uh and the other thing again and it's a family too that's cool it's like families enjoy a passion together like literally the you know the moms on monday night the, you know, the husband or the, you know, the friend plays on a weekend night and, you know, the women's play mix as well. And the kids, the weekend, literally I, the whole family, I see the whole family there all week together. Um, but no, it's just been a, an amazing um, journey and, and, and passion. And, and uh, so, uh, so yeah. Yeah. No, and well, I, think, I, kinda, I think it, go ahead, Jack. It oh, no, I, I, I kind of want to go back to Scully real quick. And, uh, you know, I kind of like the best and worst answer ever in his last response. One is it was genuine, but it was also very canned hockey response. So no canned hockey responses. Scully, what, what took you from what the hell is this to I love all this and I want to be a part of it? Well, I, like I kind of touched on the first game that I went out there, I was, I was playing with Nick and, and had an absolute blast right away. But, uh, you know, you get you guys really just kind of, kind of sucked me in with the whole atmosphere and, and just seeing how how into it everyone is and uh, you know it was it was something that really kind of got me going. I wanted I wanted to be a part of that and obviously growing the game and it, you know Pat and Nick talk about having deck hockey is a, is something to do off the ice and and I was kind of looking at it the same way and uh, I was I was pretty pretty pumped to you know sub playing all these tournaments and so. I kind of talked to them about possibly getting something going in, in Chicago and that'd be a way to, to grow the game. And it's, it's a way for me to keep playing deck hockey and play all these games and stuff, but also to uh, let other people get in on the fun and, and 
you know, give them a chance to experience kind of what you guys are doing in the Quad City. And you see, like Pat said, the whole family's coming out and, uh, you know, enjoying it together. And, you know, athlete, non-athlete, ice hockey, you know, never played hockey in your life, whatever it is, everyone can kind of get out there. And so that's what was really appealing to me is that anyone can play. And, and that's what's so cool about it. And it's, uh, it's kind of been something that's really got me going. I'm, I'm pumped, to, uh, pumped to get things rolling here. And then I think, too, uh, adding to Scully, I think we're, he, uh, he's in that conversation with uh, some really top end high schools that want to join that Glencoe Deck hockey program. So we, we better be ready down here in the Quad Cities and Waterloo and Springfield because we have some uh, nice new competition arriving from Glencoe. Uh, so for our young guys here, our, you know, Stoney, Kramer, and all those guys, we got some uh, high level uh, coming uh, from the area. Uh, of Glencoe but um and that's the beauty of it too right as we grow and you know we grow in Cedar Rapids and, and other places right that like the, it's just like more and more competition and with the, the live stats right you know you want to compete you want to be the best here in your level and that's the beauty of it as well right again I repeat it's not only for the elite the guys like Scully myself Nick and guys that play pro before it's for anyone right Anyone can compete and anyone can move up, right? There's any player, look at Colin, right? Uh, you know, and, and Ben, Sparks, and, and those guys, right, that literally have no hockey background and they're competing in the highest level in the Quad City now because they learn the game, they're smart about the game, they know what they're, right, how to use their their talent, you know, their speed guys. Well, but how, they take know, their so, athletic background and they translate yeah, they, it to the game immediately. They, like, they understand space and you know, yeah. transition and how to, how to position himself defensively, offensively. And, I mean, you said it, Colin Carson. It's like, you go in the corner with him, my oh, best on – he's coming out with it. And that's the thing. It's cool that, you know, you – you know, you there's a level for everyone. Everybody, you know, they can stay on no level, they improve there, or even guys like that, Colin and Ben, they come from no hockey background. They play in their highest levels. But no matter where you're at, you're in shape, you're not in shape, there's a level for you to enjoy and have fun, uh, family. Uh, but it's cool. Again, you know, like one of the best stories is the Perry Jacobs story I do. Cause like, I remember I, I, 2012, I Facebooked him. I'm like, Hey, you want to, you want to play deck hockey? And, um, not gonna lie. He never responded to me. I was like, literally never to me. and second year, same thing, never respond to me. And then, uh, so it took him uh second season and then join. And then again, he's like, Again, it's a fun story because you know he's like you know on, on multiple teams, travels to Slovakia, like you know goes ever for tournaments. So um, it, it's it's a it's like again it's a sport that I you know, I think uh, creates so much passion in all of us and keeps us young and and the live stats make it so real too. And that's how I fell in love with the sport. I remember I was the same way when I was in Quebec. My one of my buddies was like, "Come and play Dak," and I'm like, "You know what is Dak? I play pro." went to play. I always remember, I looked at my stats after the game. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. This is the coolest play, sport I ever played. And then since that day, you know, it's history, right? I mean, um, I go crazy over it. And, and it's, again, it's, I get, it's fun to see you guys starting, you know, the, the, the deck focus, you know, and you're known everywhere and, and the passion from all across the league. And um, so, so yeah. Well, so my, one of my concerns with this whole, you know, quarantine and everything kind of being shut down 
is I wanted to see Glencoe deck hockey and see what they had yeah. you know, to offer everybody. So I was going to say like, Scully, let's, let's say that I'm uh, maybe an 18 year old kid. I'm playing high school hockey, or maybe I'm somebody who's, you know, going to be back from college during the summers uh, who, you know, might have a college career or, you know, a semi-pro career or something like that. Pitch deck hockey to somebody like yourself or myself or any of us that might think, you know, ball hockey, what is ball hockey? Why should they get a hold of John Scully and join Glencoe Deck Hockey and, you know, become a part of the family, essentially? Sure. That's, that's, that's a great thing to bring up. And what's, what's so cool about deck is you, you work on your, your cardio and you obviously the, the stick handling and, and not only that, but you're competing. And that's something that you don't get when you're just going out on the ice and you're doing your drills or, you know, you're just kind of going, going through the motions, you know, you're, you're not really able to hit anyone The you know, it's tough to really get the, the battles going as, as much as you would in the deck hockey atmosphere. So you go you get out there. And I mean, we, uh, we're just kind of getting going here, but I imagine that the talent's going to be really, really good in Glencoe. I mean, right, right in the area, there's, there's all kinds of big time hockey programs and, uh, you know, top end guys coming out and, you know, just some really good all around athletes. So I, I think that, you know, anyone who's, who's looking to get out there, it would, you know, hockey player or not, whatever you're doing, even if you're playing lacrosse or soccer or something, just just the the cardio alone and the the competition that you'll see is is something that you don't really see. I, you know, deck hockey is the most competitive thing that I ever did all summer. You know, even when I was playing playing pro, so it's definitely definitely something that you get out there that get those competitive juices flowing. No, it's it, and 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 to add to that, like Scully Stoller, right? It is the best summer training for any a young player, whatever, to improve your on-ice skills. Like, if you think about what is the off-ice training for hockey players, it's fall metrics. Like, as a young kid, as a, you know, whatever you do, like, looking, you know, pro guys, you've got to do plyometrics, metrics, work your leg power, your stick handling and stuff. So now you get the best of every world. You're playing a real game, competing, like Scully said, at the real level, live stats, so you're really intense and stuff. You want to win, you want to bet. And – you're, you're, you're on shoes, so you can't glide. You're working more leg power. The rink is 100 by 50. It's more intense, nonstop. Go, go, go. Always somebody in your face. You get back on the ice. You got more time and space. It literally works every single aspect. Like a two-on-one on the deck or two-on-one on the ice, it's the same thing. Same reaction. You got to read, read the, where the defensive stick is and stuff, right? A battle in the corner is the same thing. A man on mine is the same thing. Winning or, or losing a battle, covering your guy. It's the same concept, apart, right? Everything is based on the same thing, right? So, and it's, it's harder because you can't glide, so you build all those muscles. Um, so you, you get back on the ice, and it's literally what you, you need to do. So it, it's just like looking in Quebec, it's part of their summer training, you know? Every ice hockey player, they play deck to improve their eye and eye skills and stuff. Uh, you know, it's literally nothing can beat it. Just the time, the time, the knowledge of the game, you know, the quickness of the game, everything. Um, and that, that's the beauty of the game, right? Obviously, in Chicago, you know, there's a lot of new fans, right? Like Blackhawks is huge now. But some of those fans didn't grow up, right? Like hockey wasn't big, like probably like, what, like eight years ago or 10? Like it, it really blew up the last 10 years in Chicago, probably. Maybe, yeah. you know, give and take, right? I might be well, wrong. 
No, it's about it's about the right time frame. Twenty ten yeah, so, when the Hawks got yeah, the Hawks when those Cubs really kind of jump started things. He was all you know, hockey was big, but it really took off after that. So if yeah. you think about that, look at all those parents, right? That their kids are five, six now. They go to rank and stuff, so their kids gonna start playing deck. Best from the train, but then the dad, he loves the Blackhawks. He loves his kids, but you know, you're he wants to get it going. He never played it, so he's gonna be able to start playing deck, enjoy the sport his kids love enjoy a sport he loves to watch and for the first time ever he can live like a sport that he loves to see his kid and and watch like for the first time right that's what we see a lot too obviously in the quadrilla and our leagues right there's guys that just love to watch it and then for the first time they enjoy going to shootout they enjoy like winning you know in the final or in the they enjoy like living the aspect of losing winning scoring a goal i mean it, it's just like you know, the, 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 the reality of that, it, that's what's amazing as well, right? When I and, – and coming from me, I remember when I was still playing, like, in 2000, um, you know, a couple of years before I, I opened deck and got really going in, in deck, um, I was like, what, do, what will I do after my hockey career? Like, I, I don't want to play any beer league. I want to play something real. And then that's when I started playing deck in Quebec, and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is, gets me going, my drilling as much as playing a pro game because I want to be the best. I want to win the cup. I want to win tournaments. I want, right? So it's it just like the reality of the game is amazing, right? Uh, so, so, yeah. Well, I mean, Scully said it perfectly. He said it was the most competitive thing that I did all summer. And I assume that what you mean by that is the summer tournament, which has grown from basically just a charity tournament sponsored by a local pizza place in Harris Pizza. <laughs> and then now, I mean, and now, I mean, look at what it is. We've got teams from Pittsburgh coming in. We've got, you know, multiple teams from, uh, we've had some Chicago people coming in. We've got the various NDA teams. Exactly. Um, and I, I mean, we haven't heard from Nick in a while, but, but Nick, uh, Tell us, tell us what it's like for the summer tournament, maybe for somebody who uh, isn't from the Quad Cities and isn't maybe accustomed to the kind of environment and the kind of atmosphere that it is. Even if it's not the D1 championship game, even if it's just like a, you know, a D3 noon uh, kind of game where it's maybe not seen as the Thursday most competitive night, game of the year. It doesn't like, matter. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I was going to say that earlier about the previous question, how the – how much exposure we got, the Quad City got because of deck hockey and because of it's, – it's the whole community, obviously. It's, it's all the players combined that make it this amazing, right? But, like, we'll be in Quebec for a tournament and people are talking about Quad Cities now. That's how big it's become, right? And now it's in, it's in Pittsburgh. Now it's in New Jersey. Ruiz is in New Jersey. And now it's – or uh, the U18, U16 guys that played under 3 and 3 team. Now they're talking about that in, in New Jersey, in Pittsburgh, wherever it is. And it's, it's – Quad cities on the map now because of that, and it, it, it's awesome. It's all because of of all the players individually that play in that sport and have that same passion that we all have, right? Um, but like, it's cool to see, like, to your question about the tournament, what makes it huge. Like a guy like Yannick, who plays on our decade team, he's in Canada, which is in Quebec, is obviously the biggest place right now for three and three, and he comes to our tournament every single year, and he every, year after year he keeps saying this is by far the best three-on-three event or five-on-five event there is. He says there's nothing else like it. He said there, there's face-off, there's fans, the environment is just – it's you, you, you can't have this type of environment anywhere else. And it's fun to see from a guy like him who he has been to all 
every tournament he's done, right? He's done the one in Little Minister. He's done the one in Pittsburgh. He's done the one in the Burroughs Cup. He's done all of them, and he's won basically all of them with a red light. But still, year after year, he comes to Quad City. He's like, this is the one I'm, I work for. This is the one I, I look forward to every single year. And he's texting us every day. He's like, guys, do you think we're going to have a tournament in July? I'm like, oh, for sure. He's like, okay, like, this, is, this is the only thing that like, I do not want to be canceled. Like, it's the July tournament. He's like, that's the one thing that gets me excited all year round. I just can't wait for this. And then a guy like Jonathan Ruiz, who showed up to Quad City, never played three and three. And Scoop, he told me, he admitted to me this year, he said, I prefer three and three over five on five. I knew Did he that's really? not true. That's I, not true. Really. I guarantee I'll challenge that. It's true news, okay? He didn't want to say it in front of his, his five on five friends, which is totally acceptable, but I'm going to break the news. He admitted to me that he preferred three on three. Just, just, just. <laughs> yeah. Ron, I, I'm not going to substantiate that for him because I don't know, but I've heard from a lot of five on five, on five guys that have played three on three is they actually prefer the three on three over five on five. Yeah, and again, it's, it's not competition. Both both are great. I was just a little, a little yeah. joke but he did say he's like, wow, he's like, it's nothing like it. it's just the speed, the shooting from everywhere. He's like, I'm a shooter. I love all offense. I scored from everyone the deck. It's so like you can't stop one second because my guy was oh, that. He was just like it was just that weekend was he was like it was insane. He's like the fans yeah. were like he's like it was just going nuts this whole weekend. He's like it was amazing, and then obviously they couldn't come last last summer, but. He's coming for sure this year, and he's excited for it. That's another guy that that's the one. That's one of the tournaments he's really like talking to me about. He's like, "Hey Nick, are you still on for the July tournament?" I'm like, yeah, I think we're good to go. Blah blah. So it's just cool to see guys from like because we're we're here. Obviously, it's it's our third tournament, but it's we're we're biased, right? Because we're here, so it's cool to see from guys who've been to other tournaments, who've played five on five, they played four on four, and they've tried our tournament. They're like, "Wow, like this is this is unreal. This is cool." And the, the, the thing that comes out the most is it's, it's the, the community, right? They love our community. They think it, we're just – it's crazy. Like Pat said and Scully, we're not – Quad City is not a hockey town, but I think, I think now we are a hockey we town. Made, we made it. Yeah. We are a hockey town. We are. No, it, it, no. well said. I think we – really, we were not, but because of all you guys, you know, that focus and all the fans and players and everybody, we are the coolest, baddest – that cocky fan there is, uh, and, and, and it is, like, every, like, Mitch, like, that captain from, you know, the Cowboy, same thing. Mitch he's like, like we're, keep a spot the day after, like, you know, he's coming. like, we're coming back for Cowboys sure. Cowboys are back. And we're going to have a revenge. Deck hits Cowboys. <laughs> oh. That's exactly oh, what I wanted to talk about. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about, boys. On Scully back in the lineup. Watch out, Cowboys. Clean shaving, guys. We don't recognize him. Yeah, you gotta get Mitch on the on the show so he can, uh, you know, see how he's uh, getting ready for the July tournament. No, we've, we've had him once before. Right now. We've had him twice before. No, but twice I was before. gonna ask you guys. I was gonna ask you guys. So when you're going up against a team like the Gods, who, I, I, at least by our fan base's concern, maybe not so much in the Quad Cities. They're a very well-known team. I mean, there's a lot of footage you get. You can watch on them. You know who's going to be in their lineup. Maybe when they're traveling three-on-three, three, it's a little bit different. But what's it like going up against a team like that where you're like, okay, these guys are at the pinnacle of five-on-five. Five. They're coming to play in our barn, and, you know, we're playing against them right now. How do you guys prepare against them and maybe against a team like the, the Cowboys when they came here last year? But what's it like when you get one of these teams that's coming from – 
out of state and they're making the travel, I mean, is there an added nerve that well, you guys sense or how do you prepare I, for that? I think if, uh, to start, I think I know, uh, we'll do a lot of videos, right? I mean, look, look right now, literally we're, we're already talking about lines for July. Like literally like, you know, like what's going to be a right matchup. Like, okay, is it, you know, Ruse with this guy or, you know, like it's, it's going to be Scully with those guys and, and, it's crazy. So, you know, and then when we see so God's eyes here, new teams, if we never, we didn't play them yet, you know, we're going to try to watch a video and see how they play. And, and again, it comes back to what we talked when we started the, the, the episode about knowledge, right? So it's not only about talent, it's about the knowledge of the game, right? And understanding who you're playing against, right? So, you know, a running, you know, you play, like dailies, right? Dailies are just a quick team. You're going to play them differently than if you play Crucy Crew, right? With, with you know, Nick and Scully in the lineup and, right, and Swish and stuff. So you got you got to adjust, right, to every team. So, um, yeah, when those teams come, yeah, it's an unreal. It's all it's, it's all pride, right? We're, we're all in the same, right? We want to represent the Quad City. want to represent the Dakhead. So when we have the gods coming in town or the Cowboys, or those, you know, big names and stuff to compete and try to take away, you know, the, the cup from us. It's about a prize, about, you know, competition and representing, you know, the Quad City and stuff. So, um, but it's videos for, obviously, we do a lot of videos. We adjust to after the first couple games, what went wrong, what did we do good, um, you know, and then uh, try to be ready for the, you know, the semifinals and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're running a little long here, which is okay. Like we could totally do that, but let's uh, kind of feel like we should have some fun with this real quick and just ask some random questions. Scully, you've done this before, but uh, Nick and Pat, I don't think they have. So rapid fire. Yeah, let's do it. Patty, you're up. Okay. Well, okay. Let's go. I have a second response. Okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. Yeah. Best, best back checking drill. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hey, 30. Go, go, go. <laughs> Yeah, I just asked it. Best back it. Best back checking drill. <laughs> playing playing with Corvin as my demon. Play with yeah, Corvin team. back there or or Kramer to do it for me. Or Scully. 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 <laughs> I'll take Scully back there for me. All right, Mike, you went off. And Scully will cover you all day long. Uh, but Nick Levesque, what's the guilty pleasure snack that you've been having during quarantine? What's making you fat? <laughs> you know what I cooked tonight? I made poutine, homemade poutine tonight. You did not. I made homemade nice. poutine. It was amazing. I'm proud of you. Bring, uh, bring you back poutine. It turned out really good. I made my, cut my home uh, potatoes, made my own fries, everything, <sighs> and gravy, and it was amazing. But other than that, I have actually been cooking. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a restaurant guy usually, but I've been cooking a lot. So uh, I've been having fun in the kitchen uh, these last couple of weeks. He's a cook. He can I play the guitar. It. The guy does it all. Okay, I'm a new man. Well, yeah. Man. Scully, Scully, what's the number one, what's the number one single off of Nick Levesque's first album, his acoustic <laughs> album coming out this summer? What's it going to be called? Oh, the Roof gosh. is on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like that title, Pat. I will add that if Nick hears any song once, he'll remember all of the lyrics to it instantly. That's like one of the, the first talents I recognize. We'd be on the bus, you know, when we were playing together. And any song would come up like, have you heard this song a thousand times? Like, no, I just heard it once and now I know all the lyrics. So uh, okay, there's, there's musical talent. 
follow-up question. If you and Nick are driving to a big game, what are you guys rocking out to? Crank it all the way up to 11. What's the song? Oh, I don't know about a particular song, but uh, I actually, Come one of the songs on. from our Watertown uh, championship. What do you, Nick, which, which one would you go with? The what? One of the songs from the, the Watertown run. We had a couple of good ones in the yeah, locker room. We always drove together. We lived in the same apartment, so we drove together, and we had our classic friend songs. <laughs> by, the, by, by the championship games, Colleen knew the lyrics. He didn't know what he was saying, but he was like, da-da-da-da-dee-da-dee. Da, dee, da, da. <laughs> I was trying to get the accent and everything. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was good, but it was our routine. You know, it, we were winning, so I kept playing the same French song, and Scully was just going with it because he, he just wanted to win like me. And we're both superstitious. So I, I did just download uh, an app so I could start learning some French during this quarantine time. So I, I know when, uh, when I did Pat and Nick are thing. talking to each other on the deck, I can, I can chime in. But I did the same thing. thing. People all see, like, obviously, it's, it's not fun, but look in the positive. There's so many opportunities to do stuff that you never done before and stuff like, I want to do this, but I don't have time to do it. Like I've been saying, I want to play guitar for 15 years. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to do it. So I'm taking the time to do it. And it's stuff like, yeah, guys are like, I hear guys all the time at deck. Oh, I would be good at deck, but my cardio just sucks. I don't have time because I have this and that. Well, you don't have that excuse. Go out and do this now. You think your cardio is not where you want it to be. You have time to go do it. You think your hands are not where you want them to be. Go out and do it. You think your shot's not good. Go out and work on it. Like work on your weaknesses right now. Do the things like, so everything, like, take the positive on it. And nobody has an excuse right now. You know, I was saying, like, oh, guys are going to be rusty when we come back. Well, yes, but you should, if you're really passionate, if you're serious, go out there and work on your weaknesses. And you should show up when the season starts. And you should be better than where you left off. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that's the biggest point we can take away from this entire thing is that you have the, the time. And not only that, it's the opportunity. So if that's what you want, you have the time to do it now and go do it. But going back to rapid fire and Patty, we uh, were joking last time, so I kind of feel bad for you. But uh, I'm just going to ask you because obviously we rip on Patty all the time. Um, Patty, what's the one thing that gets you hyped before a game? I just want to throw him a softball to make him feel better. Cover your entire body in icy hot. <laughs> hey, for real, yes. I, I, um, Actually, I started that, well, you know, long story short about the story behind it. At 16, I was playing junior major my first year, and our captain, who um, was drafted in the NHL, was his legs were all white before the game. Like, so he's like, yeah, I, I, I put a bunch of, like, ice hot, you know, like the cream ice hot or, you know, on me, and it wakes me up. So since that day, I just started doing that. So, yeah, before my dead game, literally – those bottles like i'll i'll probably every you know literally probably one new ball every three four games i mean you can tell ask my teammates ask my teammates oh, for sure it's a deck right you start you start tearing up because it burns your eyes or literally ask you start tearing up from the icy hot ask any teammate i play with like you know like i mean they can smell on the bench and especially when i get ready dude it's bad like it's it's like I don't smell anymore, but yeah, it's it's gets me going. That's I need to do it, you know. I will I will chime in that Pat has the most serious deck pregame routine out of anyone that I've ever met. Like he tries to get like the pregame nap in, he tries to have like a good meal going beforehand, you know, get his, his body armors all lined up before the game. I mean, he he is like all in. Two body armors, two Gatorades, one water. 
That's usually when I bring on the bench. Unbelievable. So hopefully that helps us. Who yeah, but Pat gets who the more points seconds before the game starts. Like that's his routine though. Like What's he it? just Oh, it's like that's part of Pat's routine though. He just gets there like three seconds before the game starts. I don't warm up. I, I He's ready to go, but no warm up. Yeah. He's too fired up to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, no but I was gonna say who who won who won D1 scoring championship last year and who's gonna Woo! win this year? Oh, uh, we'll, okay. hey, hey, we'll, we'll kick guys, it over guys, to you guys. guys. Hey, let's say let's fix something here, guys. I won it back to back to back. I think maybe been three years in a row. Can I say something? Yeah. No, you may. I know what you're gonna say. Fact check. I beat him in point per game average last season. I played less games as I left halfway through the season. My point per game average was higher. No, by one. Okay, Google it. No, I won. By one. No, it was not. Hey, can you go on? I'm going right now. It, up, it was I not. You were by one. I know. Um, I would like to bring up something, though. Yeah, shoot it. Yeah. I did get put on, on waivers uh, in D2 Plus uh, daily. They decided to release my rights. So I am building my own D2 Plus team. If you're looking Sean? for D2 if you're looking for a D2 Plus team, you don't have a team, uh, message me and uh, I'll look into it. I have four spots left. On yeah, my Sean, Sean, you've been on mute this entire episode. I feel like we should circle back to the original. We, we already yelled at Sean for this. You know what, though? I, I'm, giving, I'm giving Sean a little bit of shit, but it, it's funny. <laughs> I reached out. That's the funny thing, though, because as soon as the new ranking comes out, you know how it is. We always get a ton of people. Oh, my team's illegal, blah, blah. You're trying to screw my team but it's like it affects every like as soon as we won the cup man i left for hockey and daily's won the cup and I, I whoa, whoa okay hey hold on here nick hold on okay hold on you i had 11 <laughs> games no i you know what? <laughs> just say 5.3 and 5.4 for me okay, it's the so same thing guys. and i beat you i that's had fair. one more game 41 goals, 33 goals, you. 58 points, 54. It's not the plus line, minus? I won this one easy. What's the plus minus? Oh. Dan? No answer. <laughs> what about D2 plus? Who's got a better save percentage? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nick, for <laughs> sure. We both have goalie championships. Yeah. I got one in there, uh, yeah. I got cut from my D2 plus team as a goalie, too. Oh, my God. Again, Nick, I think 2018, 68 points against 56. Same amount Patty, of that's like five years ago. Calm down. Oh, my God. I'm just looking at stats right now, guys. <laughs> hey, hey you Tom, guys, he you guys... just bought property. 52722. Get ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I heard is Nick... Nikki's getting cut from all his teams, so Nikki, you and I got to talk offline. We'll just create a new team. Yeah, let's do it. But I, I'm making, but, but to my point, it's like it affects all of us, right? You win a championship, exactly. Team's a little too good for the division, so either you move up or you make adjustment. And this year, I'm the one who I, I, I got taken off the roster, and what I'm doing, I'm just I'm building my own team. I'm coming for the dailies, and we're gonna I'm gonna come come yeah. back to them. We're gonna face head to head. It's gonna be more fun, you know. Yeah. Sean's not invited yeah. to training I, camp, so don't worry about Sean. He's not – he doesn't get the camp invite. Yeah. So, Riggins, Scully, you know, Pat, maybe if there's time, you know, we might have to fill <laughs> that late, late, late roster spot. But, 
Shawnee, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to say. Like, it's it's a hard one, especially whenever you, we thought the season was going was gonna to start. And with you playing ice, you know, I can't say I don't make the decisions on the team, but it's one of those, you know, you got to weigh how many games you're going to be there for, how many you're going to miss, how many, you know, because we got to build that chemistry going in. So, I mean, obviously one of the best players in two plus, but it's, it's, you got to balance that with your cap space. Well, fast forward from the first episode, that sounds like a giant pile of bullshit, but we're just going to kind of go with that. <laughs> I just want to clear out, there's no, I love the dailies. It was fun playing with them. And I'm just excited to get a new team in D2 plus going. I'm recruiting right now. It's, it's the fun part of the game. I love this part. So, as soon as the rankings came out, I, I texted Chad. And I said, hey, Chad, like, I didn't, Chad's the nicest guy in the world I know, and I didn't have oh, – I, I didn't sure. give him a choice. I just said, hey, Chad, like, I'll make my own team. Just keep Travis or whatever. And was that – Oh, Patty's not, not Because you've never done a daily. I have never done a daily? Uh, he's done dailies. I don't know. Uh, hey, yes. I've never done yeah. one. I, I won't lie. Yes, I never what, what what would it be like if Pat did a daily? That well, wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Pat has a little glass of wine and whew. that's what I was gonna say. Pat would do it with red wine and just sip it over an hour and a half. <laughs> one glass of Pat, wine. <laughs> Pat, that's my new contract requirement for D one this year. If I'm on the team, you gotta do a daily. I love it. <laughs> Maybe after a couple, after we win the cup? No, before. The contract requirement, not afterwards. Beforehand. Before. <laughs> yeah. I'll be done for the season. I'll, I'll take me two weeks to recover. That's okay. I'm already putting my money on Louie over you, so it's okay. I just need you to, like, bridge that gap. I mean, it's only safe if you do it now, then, or, you know, within the next couple of weeks. That way it's out of your system by the time the season starts. <laughs> Come on, no, Sean, you got to have my back on here. <laughs> no, it's always right, the only Switzerland here. He's, he's our only neutral third party. <laughs> but, uh, hey, guys, we have been wrapping uh, or going for a while here, so I think we need to wrap that up. It is uh, pushing bedtime for me. Um, but, boys, uh, appreciate you joining us. And uh, Looking forward to getting back out there. I think tomorrow morning at lunch, I'm going to go up to the pavilion and just hang out, just eat my lunch at the pavilion because I miss being at deck. <laughs> I just want to Absolutely. say that's the, uh, the sport, obviously, we all love it. Like, we've been talking about it. But at the end of the day, the number one thing is the the, fr- the family, the friendship we build. Yeah, right? like, for sure. Us, other, unfortunately for me, I, I would be stuck with bad regardless because we're brothers. But if, if it wasn't for deck, like – I knew Scully because of ice hockey, but I'm close to him now because of deck hockey. And, like, Sean, Mock, Ryan, I know you guys because of deck, and I know a lot of my best buddies I met because of deck hockey. So, for me, that's the number one thing is the, the friendship we have there. And I know, like, I'm there every single night, and I don't play if I don't ref. I'm still going to sneak out of the house, and I'm going to end up there. And, like, my girlfriend, Savannah, is going to be pissed at me. He's like, you're a dick every single night, but I, I just can't not be there because, I like, I know something's going to happen – my buddies are there like every night I know I'm going to see somebody that I love and I just want to be there and hang out with there. And it's just, it's more than just the sport, right? It's just to be. Well, a- exactly. And it's the same story with us too, between Mock and Sean is like, if it wasn't for deck, we don't know each other. And honestly, we probably don't like each other if we met, a, met outside of deck. So how many like relationships were built at deck and guys, like people meet their future wives, future whatever at deck. And like, 
best friends now, like 90% of my best friends I know from deck hockey. And like I said, now I'm, I'm moving him permanently. And it's because of the, at the end of the day, it's because of the friendship I built from deck hockey that I want to be here, you know, and get my life going here is because of the people I met at deck hockey. So it's just. Oh, oh for sure. Really and it's all because of Pat. Long distance hug. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Uh, we love you. Virtual group hugs. Love all you guys. And 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 well said, Nick. But you know, above you know, this amazing sport that we're all passionate, like the friendship that was built, that is was built, is getting built still, is amazing and stuff. And and so uh, you know, I want to thank, you know, thank you guys for doing this amazing show. Uh, and growing the sport, and, and just everyone at back, and all the families, and the kids, and everybody, just having fun together, and living our passion, and then just having a good time, and staying young, for the older guys, staying young, the young guys, you know, enjoying the sport, so, uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone, and, um, you know, stay safe, and can't wait to see all you guys. We're going to do a, um, you want to talk about it, Pat, or we're going to have a little yeah, go ahead. skill kind of a competition, so we're going to have basically to make it short, we're going to have four weeks of, like, little training and stuff. I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of guys are doing, like, training videos and stuff. So we're going to try to do one or twice a week, post a little video, but a move or whatever. And at the end of the four weeks, we're going to have a little challenge, a competition. And then out of all the people who can do the, the challenge, whatever it is, at the end of the four weeks, we'll enter for a chance to win, like, a, a pretty cool uh, deck hockey prize. So – at first we're just going to do the challenge straight up and we want everybody to have a chance to do it so whether you're a d1 a d3 d5 player well you have four weeks to get ready for it right? you have four weeks to practice it so at the end of the day everybody should have a chance to to win if they put the work and the effort into it right so it goes on to what we were saying so if you do your homework and you practice at home at the end of the, when the four week is up and the challenge comes out you should be able to do it right if you don't well it's it's your fault so we're going to see who's going to put the work into it who wants to to get better right and i think it's for us it's a it's a cool way to get everybody going from home and then at the end of four weeks we're going to see who can who can do the challenge it's going to be a little little fun thing like we said between our deck community so it's it's it should be exciting it should come out uh, this week starting this week kind of like a little oh, i love it basement exciting, boys. <laughs> mark that's terrible don't mention that um how would we do a side bet, though? Like, the three of us, Shawnee, Mock, and myself, will do the same thing, but then everybody else gets to vote on it, and then we all, like, whoever loses throws in to a donation of choice. I love it. Yeah, sounds good. I like it. Good. I, mean, I feel like I have the disadvantage there, but... on it. And then... I like it. No, I think it, like Nick said, it's going to be cool because instead of do, you know, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have a week to get ready for it. And it's going to be a combination of all those four, you know, weeks together for the final, like, kind of like, you know, competition and wh whoever's going to be able to do it. So uh, it'll be fun. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, it's a little competition between you three. I love it. I need a little competition. Uh, but boys, we're, we're running over time. It's past my bedtime here. Uh, but I think the most important takeaways here are there is going to be a season. Uh, it's going to be a great season. You're going to get the same stats. You're going to get the same competition that you're used to. Obviously, we'll get some training videos and some competition in the meantime here. 
Uh, but we're still planning to have the summer tournament, which is going to be great. We encourage everybody to look forward to that. Uh, but boys, everybody, we appreciate you guys joining us. We, we miss the whole family there at Deck Hockey. You know, even if I talk crap to you during a game, even if, I, you know, we play against each other on the same team, we miss you. And, you know, we can't wait to get back out there together. But, uh, you know, thank you guys for joining us here. Pat Levesque, father of two. Nick Levesque, Iowa homeowner, property owner, native. John Scully, Rising Phoenix, Blanco Deck <laughs> Hockey. This is just a star-studded episode. So, you know, we love having you guys on. It's been great. I wish we could go another couple of hours. You know what? It just shows, like, we can't stop talking. It's just because we, we missed this, this part of the month. Talking and just... Yeah, just like with any, the, the, the people are what make it, you know, and, and obviously you guys are pretty awesome. So thanks thanks for having me on here. It's great catching up with you guys. Yeah, aerodynamic school is going to be uh, pretty... Uh, Pretty brutal in the summer tournament. No beard. <laughs> I might have to start getting it going now. <laughs> but, uh, All right, boys. On the uh, next episode, just sing a couple of songs, you know, show you guys uh, my guitar moves and stuff. Just let me know. <laughs> Get that intro song ready. Thanks, dude. The new intro song. <laughs> we don't pay well, but we'll accept it. I might be making a concert for the July tournament, you know, instead of playing, I'll be just session. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. Well, a pleasure having you, and I uh, can't wait to play against you here soon. Yeah, later, boys. All right, thanks so much. Take Miss care, you guys. guys. See ya. Yeah. Bye, boys.